welcome to an episode of Two Average Chimps. Your hosts, the most average of chimps, Mike and Matt, are two guys sitting in a garage with a microphone pretending to know what they're talking about. So please have a seat, pour yourself a drink, and listen as these two chimps discuss their lives in their 40s. You can find more episodes of this podcast on Spotify and at AverageChimp.com. Please be advised that this podcast is not kid-friendly and aims to be as offensive as possible. On tonight's episode of Two Average Chimps, Matt and Mike are going to molest the microphone and discuss having dinner and drinks with people who would never have dinner nor drinks with Two Average Chimps. Tonight's drink of choice is Clyde May's Original Alabama Whiskey. I hope there's enough whiskey in that whiskey. Good luck, fellas. All right, welcome back to Two Average Chimps Podcast, episode number three, Dinner and Drinks. Tonight, we're going to be drinking Clyde May's original Alabama-style whiskey, uh, which we're going to remind everyone of our scale, because we just took a a sip as I brought this over for Mike to try. So, uh, number one is this is delicious, two, very good, three, meh, four, I could drink this to get fucked up, and five, this is definitely goat piss. So, Mike, on your scale, what would you give this? On my scale, I'm going to give it a very good. All right, so you're going to give it a solid four. A solid four. All right, four I'm gonna, plus, but four for plus. whole number's sake, I'm going to say very good. All right, I'm going to give this, a, this is delicious. It's one of my favorite bourbons, so uh, if anyone asks me what's a good bottle of bourbon to get, I say this one, Clyde May's original Alabama style. A little difficult to find, but I think it's one of the best. All right, so tonight we're going to be talking about dinner and drinks. If you could have dinner and drinks... With someone famous or notorious from the past, someone famous or notorious currently living, and then any character you could think of from a movie or fiction or or whatever you like. So uh, we were given this assignment to uh, to go over uh, and and come up with something to talk about today. So uh, I think we both did our homework, and we yeah, can kind of jump just, in. It's yeah, not, yeah. I don't think it's there's no. It's not a trick question. No, it's a straight shot. Um, you know, this I got Matt and I were just talking. Saying like there's so many you could pick from, in all the categories. But you know the beauty of it, we we could go down our own little rabbit holes and, you know, make up our own little scenarios. What we would do, where we would go, like all those types of things we're gonna bring up. So where do you want to start? You want to start? Well, I I think we were discussing that. You know, we immediately. I think I immediately thought of like icons, uh, movie stars, musicians, course, right? Because yeah. so we get a common ground for the audience, common ground for us to talk about. So we're not talking about some crazy, you know, person that you, you know, you know about because you read a book one time and everyone would be like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but the more I thought about it, those people, the icons and movie stars and musicians, uh, they put a face on for the world to see. And I had to think about, for me, who would I want to sit down and talk with uh, and actually get to know that person, actually have a real conversation. Like, I don't care if you're super famous. I don't care about the persona that the world sees because it's manufactured by you or how the world perceives right. you. But just being a regular person, let's just sit down and just talk about things in yeah. life. And and again, it comes back to our Two Average Chip podcast. We're a middle road, middle of life, right. like, you know, re- reevaluating your life and talking to this person who's probably achieved these crazy things. And uh, so that's where I wanted to get started. And we didn't talk about parameters. No. So... For, for, yeah, for, I mean, for time and for everyone else's sake, uh, we're just going to pretend that we went to high school with this person. And it's like, hey, we ran into them and, hey, let's grab dinner and drink. Just keep it very casual, nothing formal. We're not going to have reporters there, no cameras. It's just that straight shot. Hey, shooting the shit. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Catching up. That type of... Casual conversation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Just know we're not running out of telling uh, a tell-all book, right. and uh, we don't want them to try to say something to change their image. That they think that's going to get out there, so right. they don't get it. They don't get a second chance at, at whatever they what they were doing. Yep. So you're basically, sitting down in a comfortable place, uh, enjoying a meal that you both like, and you're having a cocktail. And you got to pick some people, and you can just have a regular Joe conversation with them as if you were sitting on your podcast. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, I'm going to say, Mike, you go first. Okay. Who is your Who's your dead guy that you've resurrected, and you are now sitting in this comfortable environment? You have a nice hot meal in front of you, something delicious, and they just poured you a fresh Clyde May bourbon. And uh, so I'm going to. Who are you going to talk? In my fantasy, I'm going to have three hours. Right. Bring the person back to life for three hours. Plenty of time to eat, drink. Um, I'm going to go with, for the simple fact that, I mean, how hard he lived and how early he died, Jim Morrison. You know, he's known, he's famous, notorious, you know, rock star, obviously lead singer of The Doors. um, Lived a very fast and hard life. Just, you know, I would just love to sit down with him, have a few drinks, just pick his brain, ask him those questions, what it was like. How he got started. Did he enjoy it? Did it become a job? Was he still living mm, his, you know, was it still his dream when he was, you know, a kid picking up his first instrument and playing it? Or was it just, did it become, oh, we got to go. We got to fly here. We got to go there. It sounds, you know, glorious. Do you think and, maybe the personality became bigger than him? Uh, you know, he had to get on stage and do those yeah. things. He pulled his pants down, whatever. All the craziest right. things that he did. Did it become more than... Like, was it like a juggernaut? Did it just keep going yeah. and had to just keep playing along with it? I think everybody, obviously, when they start off doing anything, they obviously want to make it to that top of whatever it is that they're doing, right? They want to be at that top, top level. I think more often than not, when you get fame like that, where you're completely famous when you can't walk down the street without being recognized and bombarded by people... I do think it gets out way ahead of you and you're like, whoa, whoa, like if you could, you would try to slow that down, rein it in and be like, keep it on your terms, which again, in a perfect world, that's the way you would love it, but it never works that way. And he died so young. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 27 yeah. years old, it's not even fathomable now. Forever think, 27, you know, yeah. Like, you know. Now here's another question about those types of like only the good die young. Um, if, now do you think like someone like a Jim Morrison or like a Kurt Cobain, all those people, any anybody who died young, way, way before, you know, way too early, like do you think it was maybe the best thing for them? Like would they have kinda like burned out? Would they have sold out? Would have you know, would they have become commercial like everyone else? I I think about that all the time. I think I think when you die you make an exclamation point and then everything becomes a mystery after that and so it, it allows all this room for speculation mm-hmm. as opposed to becoming an old man when you fade away. I mean, think about a rock star now who you don't hear about anymore someone that was right. you know beyond famous just ridiculously famous yeah. and then all of a sudden you really don't hear about them anymore right. i mean even even something i thought about this the other day i don't know why this popped in my head but like someone like beyonce right she was so famous you don't right. really hear about her anymore she's, she's probably being a mom now yeah, or right, whatever right. she's doing right so you were so so famous and now you're really man eh, you kind of yeah. remember them or and then there'll be like a, a gladys knight who every once in a while pops up on like a variety show or whatever it is right she was super famous all sure. these records and blah blah right. blah and then all of a sudden you're like uh you're like a punchline or you're just you show up somewhere and people remember you because you you're on a, on somebody's television show and they want to show you for a minute oh i know this person you know right. um so it's very interesting i mean a lot of people died very young and, and their story is still being te- uh, told jimmy hendrix 
Yeah. Right. I mean, would oh. Jimi Hendrix still be an innovator? Would he be boring? Would he? Right. Would, would would if he be? Would if he? You know, instead of dying, would if he if his talent faded because of the right. drugs? Would he have kind of fallen off? I mean, he right. was superstar famous. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, all and musicians way, talk and, about him and the head of his time too. Yes. Like like you yes. know. So that that's it. Like to your point, when you know, it's it's very sad, and morbid to say, but like, do you think they were better off dying young in the peak? Of their career. Well, better it, off to be famous. Only... I don't know. Better off in their in their world and the people no, they left no, behind. No, but no, yeah, I'm saying but I mean, strictly. I'm saying musically. Yeah, strictly. I'm saying like when you have a when you have a body of work like Jimi Hendrix left behind. Yes, no, I think. Of course, I think yeah. you just it only I gets mean, worse from there. Yeah, it can't get better, right? I, I mean, mean, maybe it gets a little bit better, but you're gonna peak at some point. Then it's then it's the de- like look at all the artists now that've been around forever. You know, they have great albums. They have good, and then all of a sudden it's like the albums start to come out, and you're like, all right, there were a few good songs. Now it's kind of like. Even the hit singles aren't good, you know. Like you see that. Yeah, too I often. think eventually you run out of material. Yeah. I think whatever whatever made you famous was at the moment, right? I'm right. a huge Led Zeppelin fan. Like I just, right. I am a beyond Led Zeppelin fan. The, you know, they broke up when I was four years old, so I right. didn't start hearing the music till I was five, six, seven, eight years old. They were gone by then. At that point, their music had really started to change. The world had changed. The world didn't want Led Zeppelin anymore. Yeah, right. Music had changed, so they would have been these guys that were still running around, like the Rolling Stones, still running around playing the same old songs, like. Mm-hmm. You know, as a Zeppelin fan, of course, I want to see them again. But I respect the fact that they don't go out on the road yeah. anymore. Like, I w- Jimmy Page hasn't put new music out in years. I mean, right. he did a couple of projects or whatever. Like, he was one of the guys I was going to put down as my present person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to get to know him just as a guy. Like, just as a person right. to see what kind of guy he is. But, you know, John Bonham dying, it, it ended the band. But, yeah. you know, they wouldn't have been able to continue they, no. the way they were, right? I mean, no. disco was coming and everything was changing. So, there were icons from the 1970s. Sure. And then it ends. You, right. I don't think you could keep that train running forever. I don't think there's no. any artist that really has the continuity where you're like, oh, that guy was awesome right. forever. And he always came right. out with new stuff. Like, I don't, I really can't think of anybody nah, off the top, off of, my the top of my head. No, I mean, there's no one that really, like, uh, again, spanning decades. Like, yeah, you may have someone that goes, you know, for a 10 or 15 year run, but. You know. All right, so, so now you sit with Jim Morrison. Do you think he would be an asshole? Well, that, well. Like, do you think that maybe that was his personality? Was I, he was just, he would try to be a gritting, grinding asshole? I mean, he. Uh, Again, obviously, he's been he was he died before I was born, you know. But but, it, but you see his personality. He was this guy. He, like, he was no, known for not being the best personable. You know, he wasn't approachable. He was kind of like that. You know, I'm hoping again the setting in my mind when I was coming up with this ridiculous topic <laughs> was we knew each other. We grew we grew up together, and it's kind of we ran into each other, and it's like so hey, you'd be go. the same age. Well, same age. So what I'm saying is, yeah. let's say you met him at 26 before he's going to die. He's ultra famous. He's all right. over the place. He's still all fucked up on drugs, right? But now you're Mike and you're right. 40 years old. Your two worlds, you, you represent everything he was pushing back against. Sure. So could you have yeah. a conversation with him at the time? Again, realistically, probably not. Is he? Gonna, it would make for an interesting is conversation. Is he going to sit down and say, hey, I want to have a conversation with this chimp. Maybe I can get on their podcast. <laughs> probably not. However... I do think, again, in a perfect world and for the, you know, like, again, for this topic or for the discussion, it's more of the, like, what would you ask him? Like, I'm assuming, like, again, he's... Do you probably, have any questions? Did you come up with anything? What would you say? I mean, like I said, I would just, the question, like you said before, it's like, did it become a chore? Was it a job? Like, did you still enjoy it? Did you, did you like the members of the band? You know? I always wonder about that. I, I, I think always it, wonder when about you that. get to that point where it's a machine and it's running... And it's going, and you're famous, and you're touring, and you're, you know, 
I mean, forget about. I, I mean, I'm not even. The even sex get drugs into, I'm not even going to get into that. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. But I think at some point you have to put everything aside, go on the stage, do your thing, and then just walk off. Like, look at Axl Rose and, and Slash. Like, I went to go see them a few years ago, and it was noticeably uncomfortable how much they hated each other. But they got up on that stage and they sang, and Slash was on one side, Axel was on the other side. They wouldn't look at each other. You know, it was. Was it? Were they good though? Oh, uh, I mean, they were good for being thirty years after their hits were out. Yeah, I mean, they sounded as good as you're gonna sound at in your late forties or fifties. Yeah. You know, but I do think that a lot of those groups, like. They all can't get along. They all can't love each other. I mean, they all... I, it has to... You know... I wonder. You know, I, I always... When I was a kid and I was really into Zeppelin, I thought they were like four best friends, you know? They were just four guys. They were four musicians. They were professionals. They did their thing and whatever. And they had all different personalities. But I wanted them to be friends in my head, of you know? Course. Um, but I know that Robert Plant and John Bonham were really close. But like Jimmy Page was this older, more sophisticated guy. And John Paul Jones was the real quiet guy. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if they just... They could sit around and bullshit like this and hang out and be friends without without all the hangers-on and, and the right. management and, and the broads and everything like could they just be in a room and sit and talk and make music and that's where the magic happens of course i only watched a little bit of that beatles thing i really i want to watch it the one of the disney one i watched a little bit and while i'm watching it i'm wondering if those guys were friends if they enjoyed being in each other's company now at that point when they were making that documentary i think it was the end of the beatles right but i wonder was there a point when they were like truly were friends and they were like sitting down doing something they absolutely loved i think they i honestly think before they blew up i think they genuinely liked each other not that they didn't like each other towards the end or they hated each other but i think it i think it was clear that they weren't like the best of friends like they didn't hang out to hang out they hung out when they had to or they got into a studio and did what they needed to do and got it done like it's I think sad right i mean you, very you don't sad. want it to think of it's that course, way like but said, like when you go to work right and you have people that you work with you're friendly with those guys and there's right. got to be like that point where everything is going great and you're doing the best work you've ever done whatever your job is whatever right. you were doing but then after a while it just it starts to just fade away yeah. and like you see each other whatever hey how's it going and yeah. you're not really as tight like there's, i think that's just a normal progression of, of life but we hold these people to such a different well, level or, or or you know this yeah. different status that you know we we, they're so much better than they're just dudes. You when know you, what I mean? When they're you just... idolize, especially like you said, when you're a child and idolizing, whether it's a, a musician, an athlete, a movie star, whatever it is, artist, um, I think you have this fantasy in your brain that it's they're perfect. You know, everything. You know, they're the nicest people. They're good people. They're moral people. But I think the reality of it is that's. I mean that ship probably sailed a long time ago, and that that's out the door, and it's it's strictly business at that point. They're churning out business. They have a manager. They have, you know, hey, an accountant looking at their numbers saying, hey, you only did this much here. You got to do more there. And, you know, I think if they could all say, hey, I want to do this four times a year, whatever it is you're doing and did that, I think they would all be happy. But I think the reality of it is, hey, you have this machine, like I said, and you can't. You got bills to pay. And you want to live that lifestyle you, and well, keep that's it, up. it. You so you lose. So you're saying you lose the art. Not that you lose the art. I think you lose the love of the game for whatever well, it is. Right. I mean, so you, so yeah. basically you're not churning out records because you love to make it. Beca- it becomes right. a job. And like that's, you said. that was like And the you question. think what Jim Morrison would... I think... I, I honestly think he would have been happier, again, my personal opinion, happier just playing those little small venues and not having to travel all over the place. And, you know, I, I think he hated that, like, not the glamour of it, but I think he was just more low key, in my personal opinion. I think he was—he would have been happier, literally sitting in a garage having a beer or getting 
completely shit-faced, you know, churning out some tunes, playing music, then, hey, I have to go to the, you know, uh, I'm going the to play forum. the garden, the yeah. forum, I'm going yeah, to play, yeah. you know, you know, like, I think he would have been happier on, like, Whiskey Go-Go, or the yeah, Viper yeah. Room in LA, I don't think he was necessarily, you know, made for, like, the the big, big venues, and I think he just, ha- he got to that point where he had to do it, and maybe that's what, you know, drove him to that point to, you know. Yeah, he died in a bathtub, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's very interesting. That's my again. That uh, there's a ton of questions. Just I would just literally sit there and listen. I would just l- ask a question and listen. And and again, in my mind, he'd be giving me these big, long, detailed responses. He'd probably give me one word answers in reality of it, but because he might want to just talk about other things completely different. Like, all right, read my biography. Like, uh, right. he doesn't want it to be an interview. He right. would just want to talk about shooting the shit. Whatever. Or he'd just be like, "Hey, Jim, what are you going to order tonight?" What do you order out in a place like this? What's your drink of choice? And then maybe he'll tell you a story about when his mom made a mistake when he was right. nine. You know, some right. shit like that, right? Or, hey, I don't eat steak anymore. Oh, my God, I'm sick of steak. You know what right, I eat right, in these right, places? Right. I eat a, a simple burger. So that would probably be a more interesting conversation, I think, than the stuff that was probably Definitely. covered by every tell-all book right. and autobiography and biography, whatever whatever it is. Like, you would get to know the guy for of who course. he was as opposed to, again, that persona. Knowing the entity. Right. right. Like, um, as far as Jim knowing Morrison. the entity, the doors, the rock star, it's like, right. you're not really, like, you know everybody knows that Jim Morrison it would be more interesting to be like do you really like these you know do you really love the whiskey or do you you know and he's or do you are you just met you know like to find or out or just get you drunk the quickest right. and that's what to you get you and, to get right. you up on the stage right yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know so like those are like you said it would be much better to have that conversation not about what he did again as a fa- you, I'd fanboy out I know I would it with anybody but it would just be more of like, you know, that would be not the time or the place to have that type of conversation. I think if you didn't have anybody else around, if it was just you and him hanging out, you wouldn't have that pressure of being a fanboy. I think you could just be sure. Mike. Hey, let's just sit yeah. down and talk. So I know what you're saying. We're to be comfortable. Hey, we knew each other when we were kids. But it changes the dynamic of the conversation because right. you would have been born in the 40s or whatever of it course. was, right? Right, right? So I picked Walt Disney. Okay. Um... And why I picked him is because he was just an incredible storyteller. He was a guy who came from a really tough background and he made this, you know, he, he animated these stories and he, and, he, and he pushed the limits on a lot of things. And, and from what I've seen in, in documentaries and what I know about him, he was just this really determined, motivated guy, right? But to sit down with him Clearly, now, yeah. he was in his 60s, I guess, when he died, right? Yeah. So not too far older than me, had children, was married, had a life. And what fascinates me about him is that, you know, he never got to see what Disney became, right? right? This huge conglomeration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never saw it. No. But I want to know, if, in his mind, did he expect Disney, the Disney name, to represent an empire of joy and ultimate consumerism? Like, do you think he had any idea? I can't imagine at that point that he, he thought it was going to be, like you said, as far, I, I think, like, the happiest place in the world, like yes, I think that was his vision. I think that, but as far as it being like you said, the conglomerate that it is today, and how it's like, I I I, 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 I always forget what that status, but on a, like the daily and now this is just Disney World in Orlando, Florida. I think on a on tickets alone to get into the thing, it's like it's between two and a half and three million. Just in like tickets and you know rides and passes and all that stuff. Oh, get- I, I, there was a statistic I read, it, and I, really if I'm not mistaken, so it was about four hundred million dollars a year comes in through the ticketing, yeah. and that's just enough money to run the park. It, this, is pre, this is pre this is pre COVID. This is pre COVID, right? Yes, yes. So like four hundred million dollars a year comes through the gate. Right. If my numbers are correct, I'm sure someone that listens to this will correct me. But um, 
that just basically runs the park. Yeah. That's a, that operating just puts bus. the people in yep. there and operating, right? I, I and I was on the bus um, taking it from one park back to my hotel, and the um, the bus driver told me that the it estimated they have fifty thousand employees in Walt Disney World alone, and that they're responsible for every blade of grass, you know, on the on the grounds from wherever you see the park, the parking lots, everything, like just this huge conglomeration. And it, it's it's massive. It's a massive uh, thing. And I wonder if he, when he went to go put that together, what his, you know, did he ever think it would become that? I know his aspirations will have this uh, hometown feel and this and this place of fantasy where you could be a kid forever, that kind of thing. Um, and I wonder if he if he envisioned this being what it is, and if he could see it now, would he be impressed? Would he be happy? Yeah. I, I have to say that. I, I'm a big Disney guy. I love the parks and all that stuff. But the movies, mm-hmm. you know, through the years oh, yeah. have been amazing. And the storytelling has kept to his standard. And even the movies that have come out now, like um, Coco is one of my favorites. Great. I think that movie is phenomenal, Moana right? Is Moana's yeah. another amazing one. Um, I just watched uh, Encanto. Great. Another fan, like brilliantly I was, I was just done. To, uh, uh, we don't talk about. We don't Bruno. talk about Bruno. Well, it's everywhere. And, but I wonder if uh, that's one of the questions I would ask him. And mm-hmm. and one of the other things I would ask him is is Mickey Mouse worthy of being the icon that he has become? Like, did he ever envision him to represent all the things that he right. does? Because kids love Mickey. I mean, no sure. matter what, it, I I feel like they come out of the womb loving yeah. Mickey. I don't think it's yeah. bred. Like, you just he's just a lovable character. I mean, I I put Disney on when my son was a baby, and he still is. Still you know, it still does, triggers yeah. him. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, does, does would he think that all the things that have come? And gone, and he, you know, his time was the '60s, right? That was right. kind of the end of his reign, and then right. in I think 1971 or something like that, he passed away. So he never really saw Disney World finished. No, no. Uh, he finished Disneyland. They bought all the property that was getting done, and then before right. they before they finished, he passed away. <clears throat> I th- I think that he definitely envisioned it a different way than it turned out, but I think that's just strictly due to capitalism. Right, like and changing think, times. Well, that's what I mean. Like you yeah. said, the '60s and '70s were way different than the '60s and '70s. You have the people that coming; their parents grew up in the Depression, so they're coming out of that very conservative. Not you know, mm. now to see, like, to look at Disney in 2022, like, there's no way he could have ever envisioned it to be what it is today. As that being said, though, when you go to Disney World, it, it truly is the happiest place on earth. Like you walk through those gates. You're there, however long you're there. Now you're up from sunrise, and you as soon as you set down, you're out, and you sleep six or seven hours. You get up, and boom, you're on the move. But it's literally the happiest place on earth, where you go there and you almost forget about everything else that's going on, and you know. But it's so funny you say that because I mentioned this um, about vacations and stuff to to two of my friends on, on my son's hockey team, and they were like, oh, "I'm not a Disney guy. I don't want to wait on those lines, and it's so expensive." And so I think it's about a mindset about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go there and I want I want to, to live that, that childish dream, dream, right? I want to go there and do that. And I and I am a huge Disney fan. I love it. I love the parks. I haven't been there <clears throat> in a couple of years since COVID or whatever, but prior to that, I just I find myself very happy yeah. when I'm there. But then you you know, then you're with your kids and mm-hmm. they piss you off and you become a lunatic and you know, I spent 10 fucking thousand, you know, yeah. and, you, and you get that that persona comes oh, out, yeah. you know, but uh, there's something really special about the way they tell stories and that what I find fascinating is that whoever has been in charge all of these years leading up to this, they've kept his ideals 
in place. Right. Right? I mean, yeah. when you watch a Disney movie now, it still feels like when you Same watch thing. Cinderella or yep. Snow White or whatever it is, it's like there is something yeah. to it. They keep that magic and that level that it has to be kept at. Yeah. Right? You, you, they never chintz anywhere. They never no. bring it down. Like, they did the live version of Beauty and the Beast. My wife loves Beauty and the Beast, right? And I've watched it a couple of times with her. It's fascinating to me how they never let the level come down, that they always do everything to the to the top. And I've always been fascinated with whatever he did, whatever ideals he came up with or whatever he told his people or instilled in them, it's still there. It's still part of the of the mystique of Disney. Yeah. And I wonder now if he could see this, like if we could sit down and have a drink. I just want to know about the man. Like, right. Where, where did you come yeah. from? Where did you like? I love. I like to write. I love the storyteller part of this. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? And right, you know, and that's why I would. That's he's my guy. That if I could sit down it's, with, it's very, it's very true. Because like even like you said, the the more recent Disney movies that came out that we mentioned, they all have that similar. Like there's there's some kind of tragedy in the beginning. You know, it's some, and then like it's it. They all have like a similar a similar 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 formula, if you will, and they mm-hmm. follow it. They stick to it, and like you said, it's almost like. It's almost like a director when you see, there's a certain director that you like and they have a certain style. Like you could just see how it's filmed. You're like, oh, I know it. I know, this is so and so, right? That it's the same way with Disney. And like you said, I don't know if it's they're doing that for his legacy. You know, did he tell them this is the way he wanted it? Like, who, you oh, know, but who I mean, he's know? dead. Who would know? And at this point, it's yeah. all about making money. But of they've kept, they've kept the kept whole, it going. Yes. Like you said, for yes. you know, it's the fiftieth anniversary this year. You yeah. know, like this is the fiftieth anniversary of Disney World. I want to say maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. like you no, it's know, cra- It's it's to me, it's crazy that it's it's been such a long run for them. Uh, I, I have heard though that the customer service and everything is kind of falling off, which is very shocking to me since the COVID really? stuff. Yeah, people have been going and very unhappy with the decisions oh, wow. they made. So maybe newer minds have come in, people that are yeah. you know a new generation of thinkers and people that you know yeah. weren't Innovators. part of the old school or right, weren't right. taught by the old school. Well, now they're going to try to change things, and I, I hope it doesn't come that the dollar becomes more important than the dream. Like, listen, it always was about making money. It was a mouse trap, right? It was, wow. a, it was a human trap. You're going in there, you're going to spend money. But you know that going in. Mm-hmm. You're paying for the magic, right? I mean, yes. you just it, there's no way around it. You're going to pay for that. And, and I've always accepted that part. If I wanted to go there, I was going to pay the money. But I expected a certain level of something. Right. And, and, and I have to say, off, all yeah. the times that I've been there, always we, been to the highest, always been the to the highest yeah. level. The customer service, the people, yeah. the... the, 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 the um, I don't know what you call it, the veil that they keep over right. it was perfect, yep. you know, and it was, and you couldn't wait to go and do it again. Um, so, I, yeah, I, he's, he's the guy I would, I would like to talk yeah, to from the past. That, no, no politicians, no politics, no. none of that shit. No, I don't know. No, no, There's no. so many people from history you could talk to, Ben Franklin and Every, yeah. amazing conversations. But this is a guy who, who, who has basically developed the formula for what we're living in now. Right. And he never saw it. He no. never saw it come never, to fruition. No. And how would he feel about it now? It's like this, like he said, I, I don't know. Like you can't be, you have to be proud and happy about it. But you know, again, if he was a man of principle and he wanted it, he had a vision to go one way. Like obviously, he wanted it to be successful. So if it became super successful and it's like this, it's Disney, right? You just say the word Disney, and would he be happy with that? Like that's a like that would be a great question. Like hey, like do you love? Do you like how do you like right now? How do you feel about? What the Disney brand is like? Are you proud of that? Are you proud that you start? Or he may be like, "Oh no, it was nothing what I wanted it to be like. I wanted it to be." This. Well, it's it, you know people and there's, and there's two people on the side. You know, two sides of the argument. People hate it or love right. it. There's you know there's of like course. a very small yeah, in between. Yeah. It's either you absolutely love Disney and, mm-hmm. you're, and you're and you're down with what it's about. Or people hate it. It's a money grab and right. bullshit and blah blah blah. So 
Yeah, so he was my he was my dead guy. All right. He was my dead guy. So I'm going to go with you. I'm going to give it back, throw it back to you. So give me the one person who's alive that you would uh, have. Okay. So this is going to be, of course, going to be controversial. But um, my live guy who I'd like to sit down and have a real conversation with, like a real bare bones conversation, is Donald Trump. Ooh. Not the president. Not President Trump. Okay. Prior to him becoming president, but the man who became... Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Right. That it fascinates me. I mean, everything that he's done, mm-hmm. um, businesses that he's made. I mean, he's made himself a billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. He got money from his father. I hear this all the time about people that want to knock him. Oh, he got money from his father, and that's okay. There are people that make one stupid song uh, and they become millionaires, and yeah. they do nothing with it. They piss the money away, and they wind up right. being broke on the corner. People win the lottery, and they oh, get yeah, all athletes. that money. Right. Athletes, athletes piss yeah. their money away with their entourage on Hennessy and, and hookers. <laughs> you know, with, with thirty guys in their entourage, they had hundreds of millions of dollars because they could play ball, and now they and now they got yeah. nothing. So yeah. that argument to me is is moot. Like it doesn't yeah. even make sense. You, no. This is a guy who borrowed a million dollars, made an empire, and then paid his father back. Right. But. He he's a hateable character because he grinds on you because he says these really obnoxious things. But yes. he he's so smart. He does it for a reason. Of course. Let's just say let's for 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 the purpose of this conversation. Let's just say it's Donald Trump pre. Let's say twenty fifteen. Right, a twenty thirteen pre politics ten years ago. I, I, right, I, I, this is not about this is no, not about no, no, me. No, but I'm saying like, at, that, at that point, if you ask, if you said that name prior to him being president, people are like, "Yeah, that's great." Oh, yeah. Now, if you say that name, people are like, "Oh, he's a pig. He's this. He's racist. He's homophobic. He hates this. He hates that." And it's- and, and all of that, all of that stuff is nonsense. And I'm not going to get into a political conversation. All I'm saying no. is. I'm fascinated by a guy who was this New York guy. Yes, he was he was well to do to begin with. It's not like he came up from the gutter and right. made these millions. I'm not you know, I'm not talking about a rags to riches story. Right. We're talking about a guy that was well well kept. But he he persevered in, right. in the city at a shitty time and he's done sure. a lot of great things. And I'm not you know, people could go look him up for themselves. You can make your own opinion about the guy if you mm-hmm. like. You can hate him, you can love him, whatever. But um so one of the things I would ask him is, is your, has your ego manufactured over time? Were you always this egotistical guy? Did you have to have this ego? And is that the persona that you show the world? Like, I want to know what it's like for you as a yeah. family man. How were you with your children? And then, are you grandpa? Are you right. a guy that can just sit down and color in a coloring book? Is it is it like this manufactured, you sit down and you take a picture with the grandkid? Or can you just be... right? Grandpa, yeah, sure. and just sit down and with a coloring book or or whatever the things that my kids do with their grandparents. Was he that guy? Can you be that, that guy? Yeah. Listen, you're married to a supermodel, all those things. But I personally think that he's probably just a regular guy. But he has to have this one-two punch persona, yeah. otherwise he could never survive I in the business world. And that's obviously, it. I what think that's it, right? Think. I think like the it, to be that successful. It, first of all, in real estate. Now, when I say that successful. Everyone always says that, and it's true. He's won a lot, and he's lost a lot, right? He was successful, but he has ups and downs, right? But he's still, like, he, this, he's a perfect example of, he's been in New York City for 50 years at this point, right? And still, you know, it's, he started out, like you said, it's not like he started out like me and you in a garage doing a podcast, but... <laughs> But I love he, how everything comes back. <laughs> well, it's true, but I mean, like, so I'm not, I'm not trying to compare him to like us and our upbringing. But you know, I think you do need to have that egotistical, and you do kind of have to have that, you know, tough around the edges, and you know, defense first. You know, throw two or three punches, and then sit back. To 
to be successful in business, to be successful in real estate in New York City. I mean, he, you know, he was dealing with contractors. He was dealing with the mob. The mob. He was dealing and that's with... The thing, people never see that part. Like when, yeah. you, when people want to talk shit, people that aren't educated about the whole thing and, and they just want to throw barbs at him, they don't know the other names of the other guys that were involved in the 70s and the 80s. No, and no, no, Like, you never hear those guys' names. They didn't... They, they never registered on the scale of, of icon level or right. celebrity level. This right. guy... Made it that 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 um, celebrity level. He was at boxing matches. He put himself yeah. out there, but you don't know the characters that he no. was dealing with and the pressures but and that, that, what was going on in New York at that time. Right. New York in no. the seventies was an absolute. I mean, shithole. It's, it's it's corrupt now too. But I mean, back in those oh, days, it was uh, the mean, corruption was, will always be. Yeah, but back in those days, it was like like I said, he was he was on the front line dealing with, you know, the crookedest of the crooks, and you know what and. For what it was worth, you know, again, you say, yeah, he's slimy. He's like, yeah, he probably is. But you kind of have to be, and you kind of have to be resilient. And you need guys like that. That's the whole thing. He, yeah. People want to shit on him because of, of the political status yeah, now, but you have to be he, you he have to be a bit of an asshole to be able to get ahead in this world because the rest of yeah. us aren't assholes, and look where we are. Right. You know, he pushed ahead of everything else. I think, I think to be, like I said, to be that successful... In a city like, and that, the, no, let me take a step back for a second. I think a lot of people, not from this, like not from the New York City area, or who didn't grow up in New York City, you know, Donald Trump. Like we knew who Donald Trump was before The Apprentice, before you know, just like you know, Home his, Alone. I was just say he, he's that he's that he was that iconic that he was in Home Alone too, Austin, New York. Right? Hey, where can I find the lo- where's the lobby? Oh, right down there to the right. So I mean that you know it's the he has the ice hockey rink right outside of the Plaza Hotel in Central Park like it's those like just growing up in this area, you were way more aware, aware of Donald of the yeah. Trump name maybe Definitely. not Donald Trump now I think like I said post of after he was president everybody like I said there's a very distinct line drawn it's either you're pro or anti. You either love him or you hate him. Yeah, you can't agree. Absolutely. You can't agree with some of the things he did, but disagree with that. The one thing I will say is, I, I like sometimes I don't think he. I, I don't think he could help himself, and he had to. Like instead of just sitting there and just letting something go and be like a how would I, like just not letting some, you know, idiot say something and bother him. He has to make a comment. Has to make a statement. Where it's like again, I'm not knocking him for doing it, but it's just that you know you're going to do that and you're going to get criticized. Where it's like. Six but he knows years. that, I think. Of course he does. And what I love it's about that is that he's not a polished politician. No. We don't need a politician. No. You know, we need a guy that gets things done. And he's gotten things done. And that's what, that's what I respect about him. So that was my guy that I want to sit down with him and, and have a meal and, and talk just like regular guys. I mean, he's, he's in his 70s, right? So he'd be almost right. like my dad's, you know, older than, yeah. a little younger than my dad. But that kind of a conversation. But I'd like to have a conversation, like you said, 2015, prior sure. to presidential shit and all the nonsense he's had to put up with. Like... The guy who's he's a patriot. He loves this country. He's done a lot of great things for people. He's helped a lot of people out along his road. He's he's had you know he's had more money than he could spend. So what is it like to be that guy who's at a point where you have so much? I mean, look, right. if you cut his fortune in half, you could live forever, never work again, never be involved in anything again, and and sit on on, on a deck of a yacht with your beautiful wife and just enjoy life. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it says something to the guy that he's he's a workaholic and doesn't sleep and all those things. Yeah. I just he's one of those guys that I said I would like to know him outside of the arena. Shut the lights off. Let's just sit down on these on these beautiful chairs yeah. and enjoy this delicious I, dinner. You know, and that guy's had how many delicious dinners? He's had probably sure. the best cooked food in the world. Right. So for me, you know, I'd rather have a cheeseburger with the guy. Of course. Let's just have a burger. Yeah. Right. You know, like just two regular Keep guys sitting yeah. like this. 
yeah. come on my podcast and be a chimp, right? That's what that's what I'm that's saying. It. You know, that's that's the that's the Donald Trump I want to be. Yeah. So for him, for me, I think he's just one of these guys, and he's a true patriot. He truly loves his country. I don't care how you feel about him. Yeah. Whoever's listening, I don't really care. I think he's a true patriot. I right. think he really loves this country, and that to me is is, is a quality in people that I love. I'm a true patriot. I love this sure. country, and I want to see it succeed. I, so I uh, he's one of the guys. I like you asked that question. Like, is, how is he like with his grandchildren? Like, does he sit there and color with them? Does he watch a movie with them? And like, you always see like photos, whether it's Donald Trump or you know any former president or any any big you know high profile person. Like, I would love to see the behind the scene. Uh, you know, see how they like. They have to. They, they. I mean, they're human, right? They have to. They have to feel bad when people talk bad about them. They have to love it when people, you know, praise them. I, but I mean, you have to think, unless you're a complete sociopath, that, you know, if you break it down to that very simplified setting of you have a ch- a child or a grandchild, that they have to, you know, even like a Donald Trump. How he's perceived now, like even currently, he has to sit there and enjoy his grandkids. Like he has to hug and kiss his kids, right? I mean, I, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, I would hope that he gets at least those joys in life. I mean, and you know, like I said, you love him, or hate him. Pick any other, pick any other person. People that I don't like in politics. I mean, they have a life. Like, our, of you know, like uh, even another on the other side of the aisle, Nancy Pelosi. Like, you know, we, you, you know, she becomes an icon of what we disagree with. But, yeah. you know, is she is she a mom? Is she a grandma? Is, course, can she yeah. sit down and just sit with her grandkids and just tell them a story about of when she course. was a little girl and 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 help dress their doll or right. sew a button on a? She on has a, to. I mean, they have. I, to. I, I wonder. Would, yeah. I wonder. I, I wonder if you get to that level where where this where we do in our lives where we just think it's the everyday. You take care of your kids. You do this stuff. Maybe people become incapable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wonder. Again, I, it's it's tough. You know, obviously, we're looking at it from our perspective, so it's like, how could you, we're thinking like, how could you not do that? You know, like I just said, like, oh, they're humans, right? But maybe you do get to that point, like to the point I was making about Trump. You kind of have to be that asshole. You can't sit there and take no for an answer. Sometimes you have to be mean. You have to. But kinda... can you turn it on and off? And that's my that's my what I want to know is can he sit down and just be a regular, See, unguarded? Yeah. Guy, knowing that I'm yeah. not writing this down to go tell right. anybody, I'm sworn to secrecy. This is the premise. Can he just be? Can he just be Don? Hey, what's up, buddy? Does he have anyone that he could be like that with? Does he right. have any friends that he can trust? Like, do you get to that point in your life where you have nobody that you can trust because everything you say maybe has to be it's calculated? kids, right? I mean, I maybe would hope that your kids, kids, but yeah. I wonder. Do you even do you get to the point where you're so worried about everything you say and do? Do you trust your kids? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he's. I mean, let's talk about infamous. I mean, this guy's gonna go down in infamy, right? I mean, he's. he's yeah. he, you know, he's gonna be in the annals of history forever. Yeah. And I, I just, I wonder, like a guy like that. Uh, listen, I like him, so I'm yeah. looking at it one way. Someone that hates him would be have a totally different perspective, sure. right? So if we threw another name out there, and we were both like, ah, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. So I just wonder, do they get to be human at some point? Yeah. So he's he's one of the guys. I just did the. the the last point, and then we'll move on to the next next person. But I, rem- I I forget who said it, but I just heard it or read it recently, and they said, "I wish we could go back to the days when you could like someone and just disagree with them. Like you don't have to agree with everything that they say. You know, you know, I'm not like there's a lot of things probably that you say or believe or your tastes, and I'd be like, eh, I'd give it a meh, and you'd give it a this is delicious, right? <laughs> so if you know, like what, like I forget who it was. I don't know if it was. Whoever said it, but that it was like it was beautifully said. They were like, "Why can't we just go back to the days when I didn't know what your political beliefs were or how you felt on this subject?" And like, why can't we just like someone and be friends with someone or love someone and just disagree with them on a few things? It's like that. Like to me, that's like the utopia. Like that's the place where we're all trying to get back to. Which unfortunately, it's 
you know, hyper polarized. Yeah, in this country. it'll never get back to that. But that that, that was just a, a very well. It, it goes back to you can't change point. hearts and minds, right? I mean, no. and I've been saying this since all this all this craziness has gone on in the world is that you know people post on Facebook and all the social media stuff, and it. It has an algorithm where you're only seeing posts by people that agree with you. Right. Right? Yeah. So when people put all these crazy posts up about stuff, who are you who are you yeah, you're preaching to the choir. You are. Right? I mean you're preaching to the choir. You're you're pe- you're talking to people who agree with you. And yeah. even if you show those videos to the people on the other side, they're gonna be like, I don't agree with you, I yeah, don't care. Yeah. So we we become so it. divided, yeah. whereas you can't just be relaxed about anything. Everything has gotta be a, a fight and an sure. argument and get your emotions up and that's 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 sad. It's sad that we're living right. this way, um, regardless of what side of the of this you fall on. It's just it's terrible that we can't yeah. just be, again, just people just enjoying life, you know. And I've and I I've put myself like on a news blackout. Like I'm just really yeah. not watching because I don't really believe anything I'm seeing from anybody. I'm just kind of like, yeah. you know what? I gotta live my life every day and try to stay calm and raise mm-hmm. my kids and and keep pushing my morals and my values on them and yep. and we'll just see what happens, what comes down the road, you know. But it's terrible that we're kind of living under this. You know, either you believe or you don't believe, or you're left or you're right or you're green or you're bl- or right. red. Like you, you can't just be everything. It's no. just, you can't just yeah, be yeah. relaxed. It's, not, it's not. terrible. It is. It is. It is. A, it's a. It's a yeah. crazy thing. But again, this is two two average chips. We don't talk about politics. No. So. So the next. <clears throat> the next was. I guess you want to go alive. Let's go like the a, a person. Well, that was my alive. So who's your alive? Oh, that was your alive, right? That so my alive. So I again, there was a, like so many. I didn't know. Am I going to go athlete? Am I going to go musician? Am I going to go this? But. I w- the, the one who I picked, and I'm going to be a backup for each of the three, too, at the end, real okay. quick. But I wound up going with a live Mel Brooks. I would he love was to, on my list. I would love to sit down with Mel Brooks. He I'm was a huge on my list. Mel Brooks that's fan. amazing. Yeah, so, I, that's awesome. So please, maybe we could share. Yeah, so please tell me why. I would just look for two reasons. Number one, he's an icon. Right, I don't know anybody who does. You may not think his movies are funny. Maybe like, eh, yeah, maybe stupid. if you don't have a pulse, I mean, right. I don't know you think he's, he's just he's an icon. I mean, he's, I mean, however old he is, he's got to be in his nineties. Oh, I, I got to be close to hundred. I'd say mid nineties at the best, maybe. Um, Probably should Google that before we. He's this. been around. Yeah, well, no, we're keeping it very professional. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I grew up watching his movies. I just watched Spaceballs the other night. It was on TV. I watched it, turned it on, and I was giggling to my, like, a grown man in my bed. My wife was with my kids, giggling, just watching it's, Spaceballs. It's, it, it, and, and that's one of his later movies. I mean, yeah. I can watch Blazing Saddles, Blazing Saddles yeah. a mean, hundred times, oh. and I never get tired. My wife hates it. She hates really? any Westerns, brown movies, anything that's oh. with this sand or dirt or, like, a desert or horses. She doesn't want to have anything to do with oh, it. But even but I, Blazing Saddles, you can't call you that just, a Western. You I mean, know, here's, here's the thing. And it's so funny. I, I tease them, her and her family all the time, like, you grew up under a goddamn rock. Like, I'll mention a movie, they've never seen it. Sometimes my mouth hangs up. The other day I asked her if she saw Top Gun, she's never seen Top Gun. And she and she's only a couple years younger than me. So the, our, our taste in movies and what we like is so far gone. And because I'm the last of four and I was a late... 70s early 80s kid in my house we watched a lot of 70s movies a lot of sure. 60s movies yeah, yeah. and my mother loved american classic movies or turner classic whatever so yeah. i watched so all many the, different yeah. things and i know all those movie stars and i like those genres i like that stuff it, it kind of reminds me of being a kid and that's why i'll sit down and watch them but she doesn't like blazing saddles she doesn't find it funny and she's like i wish i did she doesn't wow. like star wars she doesn't like star wars 
Like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. She's like, I missed the boat on it. She's like, I just don't get it. I wish I did. I wish I grew up in this in, in the same time as you. And she's like, I don't like it. My father didn't like it. My siblings didn't like it. So she goes, I don't know it. I have a confession. Oh, boy. Oof. I've only Do seen I have f- enough bourbon? In I, I've I, only I seen the first Star Wars. Never saw another one. However, however, I'm not anti-Star Wars. However, before we get back to we before, we before, we get, before we get back to Mel Brooks, me and my boys, I have two boys, we're going to watch Star Wars from start like you know from the earliest. I think I I have to and obviously I'll I'll consult Matt on it, the proper order to watch it in. Yes. Like I know it's like the first or the, the four five six one two, one, two three. three right yes. yeah yeah I heard all that so Listen. I did me and my boys are gonna do that and then we're gonna rip through all the Marvel. All the superheroes. Yeah, We've seen Marvel, a lot of those, Marvel's but we're going to rip through all of those. But Star, I just had this conversation today with my six-year-old because he wanted, he brought up Star Wars. And I said, look, I never saw it. Not that I'm against it. I know it's sad that I've seen Spaceballs before I saw no, Star no, no, Wars. No, it's not. But- it's not. Listen, Star Wars is, I think it's, it's, uh, it is something unto itself. But because I grew up with it as a right. kid... I was a little boy when the when the second two came. So the first one came out. I was really young, and I saw it like as I got a little bit older. But the other ones, uh, Return of the Jedi and the Empire Strikes Back, like Empire Strikes Back, I was probably like six or something like that. So like that to me was like the movie, and they made it a little more kid friendly and a little more right. commercial or whatever. But just just the love of it, just to be attached to it, I just love the whole idea that right. people are into it. I I have um, Star Wars uh, stormtroopers with hockey sticks in the back of my pickup, right. and uh, and this guy pulled up to me the other day and he was honking the horn. And I'm like, what is this asshole? You know, what is this guy? And he goes, Oh, I love your truck, man. I love yeah, fucking yeah. things are awesome. He goes, Do your kids play hockey? He goes, Those their numbers? I go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh, it's fucking great. Darth Vader, or whatever. So my whole pickup truck is Star Wars and Darth Vader, or whatever. So to me, it's just something to kind of sink your teeth into. My older guy could care less. My little guy wants to sit on the couch when we watch everything Star Wars, Clone Wars, and uh, you know, Mandalorian, and now we're watching Boba Fett when we get a chance. So he he's into it, you know. Yeah. So it kind of makes me even want to keep going with it, you right. know. But going back to Mel Brooks, yeah, those movies, a you could never make them again. No, he could, I mean, Blazing no. Saddles is so offensive. I can't even believe they no. put it on television, and no it really way. isn't offensive. It's not. It's not offensive. It's, it's actually making fun of the people who would find it to be it's, offensive. No, it's making fun of the. It's ma- it's so ridiculous that it's making fun of the people. Right, exactly to your point. Yeah, how you right? said. It. <laughs> I, I, what he about, said. I was like, yeah, what, what he said. But that that's exactly what he's making fun of. How ridiculous it is and to feel that so, way. Right. And and just it's just I I'm gonna go home and watch it tonight. Yeah. I I mean like like I said, I would movie. just love to sit down with him and like just. Just say, like, hey, walk me through the pro- like. How do you sit down and come up with a script for like Blazing Saddles or all like you said, all these movies? I, yeah, I mean, and we're talking. This is how many years ago? Like, oh. I wonder what his. I mean, he was probably in his let's see, his nineties now. That movie's got to be close to fifty years old. Maybe it's older than fifty years old. Just about fifty. So he was probably in his forties. He was our age, middle age. He was yeah. a middle age guy. Yeah. You know, and in order to have this crazy career, he was in vaudeville. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, that's right, how right. long this guy's yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. And so he did Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, high anxiety. High anxiety. Uh, Blazing Saddles. Um, there's definitely a couple in there I'm missing there's that were t- huge. I mean, like I said, the I producers, just, which a lot of people forget about, with with with, with uh, Gene Wilder. Right. When Gene was Wilder a, was a new yeah. actor, they, they know the new one with uh, Nathan do, Lane. But see no evil, hear no evil. Was that yes. him or no? Was yes. that him too? Yeah, him yes. and, and and Prior. I mean, yes. it was uh, Gene Wilder. Wilder. Prior. I think that might be him. We got to look that up. Yeah, I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that. But it's a great movie. Um, but yeah, he he was one of the guys. Like I said, I just we everyone loves movies, Matt, and I love movies. All the same genres. 
most of the same genres, I say, take Star Wars out of it, I guess. Not that I don't love it yet, I just didn't get into it. But I just wanted it, like, he's one of those guys that I would sit down, he's an icon. He's one of those guys that you sit down with him, you know, he's older, see what it was like back in the day, when it was, like, simpler, it was, you know, and, like, again, you, the movie, like, it's 50, let's say it's 50 years old, to keep it simple, it still holds up. You could still watch it. And laugh your ass off. La- and, and I haven't laughed that hard for a movie in 20 or 25 years. And I bet he's the kind of guy, because he's old and he would be grandfatherly, that he would tell you anecdote 100%. after anecdote after anecdote. 100%. And it would, it would make the movies and everything else so, so much mo- funnier. And he, yeah. and, he, and, he, and he wouldn't have to name drop or explain no, everything. He would just no, be able to talk about... Yeah. You know, like if you see him the in process, an interview now, yeah. they would talk about name dropping of and this course. director and this yeah. producer, like we would know. I don't care. But like, yeah. what, would, what was it like for you? Like, right. you're a 40-year-old guy. You're really relatively famous at this time those movies had to be a stretch I mean it wasn't yeah. like he was so fa- like if he tried to make a movie now people would just go see because it, it was Mel Brooks of course, yeah. but at the time when he was making those movies it was still like yeah, he was... you know and, and he had unbelievable actors I mean he, he was in it I mean did you ever see uh, High Anxiety the part with, with Madeline Kahn yeah, when he's got the yeah. gun on him and they're trying to go through the airport yes. and they start doing the whole bit with the bags and, yeah. and the, I mean like it's just it, the bits were like it's, it's, it's basically like stand up comedy that he fit into a film which is like well, he did Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes, yes, right. right? And yep. that was kind of like dumb, but that was, it, it was I still love it. Goofy, but it was like it was funny. It was a little bit of a letdown after Spaceballs. Well, I mean, Spaceballs like, was so awesome. That was a little Spaceballs bit... is. I mean, it's that's iconic. I mean, Spaceballs is in my top ten yes. funniest comedies of all time. Yes, my my personal. I can watch it every single time. Every time it's on. I mean, I'll and it's so it. funny that you're not a Star Wars guy because it's a total I, it's all, Star Wars. I, I, I trust me. I get my. You, my after you watch Star that. Wars, the jokes will make that much more of sense. To you. You'll enjoy them so much I'm, more. I, I, I get like even the, the opening credits, how yes. it opens up, yeah. like, um, and it's like you sit there with you know Lord Helmet, yeah. and, you know, you just like all just, those. Uh, I, I love it. Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks is on it. We were combing the desert. The yeah. uh, so that's awesome. I'm glad you picked Mel Brooks because yeah. he was one of my he was one of the guys on my list where I thought about someone that I'd want to sit down and have and have a drink. Sure, with. like I said, even just even just a, not even just picking his mind about the movies themselves, but just like like his pro like just say like what was you like? How do you come up with a movie? Like what do you like? How do you Mel Brooks come up? with an idea for a movie like do you, is it in conversation do you start writing something and then it all comes together like what's the pro like I would love to just sit there with him, I guess it's, it's it's the same with most artists you, you do it with anybody right? Right. right whether it's yeah. whether it's a musician an actor well it's funny because I'm reading this book by Stephen King called The uh, On The Craft or Writing The Craft or something like that it's on writing it's, it's basically he's talking about how he became an author what he did and it's a crazy book. I mean, I would recommend it to anyone, even if you're not a Stephen King fan, just to see a guy who's an iconic writer, so right. prolific. Um, he wrote Misery. He had a dream. He was on a plane with his wife. They were going to London. They were going on a business slash pleasure trip, and he was sleeping, and he had a dream about a guy, a writer, who gets uh, trapped in a, in a psychotic fan's house. And that was the dream, and he wrote it on wow. the napkin. And That's he crazy. tells this story that he goes to... A hotel in London, I forgot the name of it, it's not going to matter anyway. Um, and he, uh, in the middle of the night, he wakes up, he can't sleep, this thing is still in his mind. And he asks the uh, the guy at the desk, is there someplace I can go and sit and write quietly in longhand? And he brings him up to Rudyard Kipling's desk. They had Rudyard Kipling's desk. Now, if you don't wow. know Rudyard Kipling, he wrote yeah, Tarzan yeah. Course, and yeah. uh, Mowgli and the Jungle Book and all that. And he didn't write, uh, he didn't write uh, Tarzan. He wrote about Mowgli and all that shit, right? You know, and and he basically sat at that guy's desk and wrote the story. Wow. So it's just crazy to hear. Yeah, how yeah right. He right. came up with the crap. Like that, he just I mean. ideas like just come like to that. him and he yeah. just writes it out and 
and and this guy's you know genius. So he probably just sits down and says, "All right, I'm going to make a spoof of Star Wars." Right. You know how can I how can I spoof Star Wars? And and a guy that's as funny as and smart as he is, yeah. he just kind of it, it's it's funny you mention that. I was just watching a classic, Saving Private Ryan, and Michael Madsen. You know mm. Michael Madsen, the actor. I heard he was doing an interview once, and he. And, like, he, he's in, like, classics. Like, some of my favorite movies of all time, you know? Big Tarantino uses them all the time and everything. And he oh, and he looked at his... They were on IMDb going through the going through his resume. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's the movie I did. I bought my second house when I made that movie. This movie, I... You know, I, I was going through a divorce. I needed to do that. And he's like, that movie, I did that. And, you know, so he had... He was going through, eat, like, just hearing him, like, being able to look at that and be like, yeah, I bought this house here. Oh, yeah, I, I went on a crazy vacation. I need to make my, I picked this movie. And it was just, just hearing this guy and, like, their iconic movies. And he's just making, like, oh, yeah, I needed to get paid for that. He needed to get paid for that. You always hear those stories about, um, like, Marlon Brando. Like, that he, he only made, like, he made movies to get the money. And then when the money ran out, he was like, okay, let me find something else to do. And it's like, it's just crazy that you have guys with that talent. Or actor or actresses with that talent that do things. Like, it's something that I would do. Like, right now, I'd be like, all right, cool, let me go do that. I'll get paid, you know, and, and to hear a guy of that caliber do things like that, it was just I, think, I think they don't, they never know how a movie's going to really turn out. I mean, not. that's a star-studded no. movie, Saving Private Ryan, but who right. knew that it was going to be what it was? No, I mean, yeah. you know, I have, you have Steven Spielberg directing, and, and you Tom got Tom Hanks, Hanks starring, yeah, yeah. which is, I mean. I mean, and there's some big, big boys in that movie, too. But the fact that it was so well done sure. and such an amazing movie. I, I actually have a hard time watching it now. I've seen it so many times, but I, it's just such a heart-wrenching thing. I think tough, now yeah. being an adult and having children and thinking about it yeah. in a totally different perspective, I, I, you know, I don't I watch it as much. It, like I said, maybe like a week or two ago, and I, I, I've seen it so many times, just never from like opening credits, and it, I forgot how it started. Like not not the, not Normandy, but like when he opens up, he's walking through the cemetery with the family. Like oh. that's how it ends too. But I was watching that, and it's like he walks to the to the, and they're like, "Who whose whose grave is this, Dad?" And obviously, you know, when he says, alert, "Tell me, I was good enough." Yeah, I, oh, like, forget. I, it. I, I yeah. mean that I can't even watch that part. No, anymore. it's brutal because then, I, because I think I think we all want that. Of right? course. What, what, am I worthy? Of course. Am I yeah. worthy? I mean, I think it's, it just hits so many notes. And, and it's, it's like, and again, like that, like to compare. Like you said, who who doesn't want that? But like to compare anybody to that generation, I mean, it's just nah. you know. Nah. But it like and then and then it goes from that, and then they're literally on the u on those boat, not the u boats, on those boats where the things come down and yeah, and it does. I mean, ah, uh, I don't know, but. Yeah, so that's so Mel Brooks was my Mel Brooks. That's awesome. Living, he was on my list. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a really hard time with this. I'm not gonna lie. I, I had to think about this. I, I my one of my first choices for living um, was was my immediate response was to go to like an icon like you did a music right. icon. I wanted to talk, I want to talk to Jimmy Page. Yeah, right. You know, like and then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? I love his music. I love, but I don't know what I would have in common with him or what I would learn from him. Oh, I have nothing in common with any of these people. I'm no, just, no, I'm, I'm just, just saying, just, like <laughs> you know, like I don't even know what kind of guy he is. He's so yeah. secretive. You don't know what kind of family he's of had. Yeah, he's been yeah. married or whatever. like so for me, it was like eh. And then Robert Plant, I love Robert Plant's music. I'm a huge. I I I've, I followed his solo career, but him, he and I politically and and things like I've I've heard things he said. I don't think I'd have a comfortable conversation with him. Right. I, don't, I don't think I'd want to hang out with him. As, as much of an icon as he is, and I love right. music, and he certainly wouldn't want to talk about Led Zeppelin, right? And so to yeah. me, I had to say, all right, I don't. I'm not gonna hang out with guys from Led Zeppelin. Uh, so it was really difficult for me to pick a guy. So Donald Trump, of course, was the was the name that I knew would be the would be the buzz. People yeah, would be like, course, "Oh, I fucking yeah. hate that guy." I had to bring him they, people are either just they just yeah. can't, they just shut it down. Yeah, they just point, off. Like, and then they came back to listen for a minute. And they're like, yeah. "I said Donald Trump again. Fuck him!" And they just clicked the button off. 
So I think more importantly, I think the funny where I think we've gone on crazy tangents. I think what's going to be funny is the character, the character. who you would hang out with. So, so I have, I have two. I'm going to give a real like a when I say real, and they're both fictional characters, but one is a human and one is a cartoon. Okay, cartoon. I, I want. I let, I'm going to let you take the floor. You let me take it. So yes. okay. So my fir- my first, I'm going to go with my human, and. It is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Usual Suspects. And I would love to sit down and have a drink with Fenster. Benicio Del Toro's character in in um, Usual Suspects. I mean, my, the favorite character I've ever, had, I've ever seen in any movie. If you haven't seen the movie, do yourself a favor and watch it. Still holds up. You know, it's, what did it come out in the 90s? Maybe yes. early, mid-90s. Great, great crime type heist type twist movie it's i mean it's phenomenal it's, i haven't seen it in a long time so i'm really not too familiar oh, with all the lines but the acting i do know terrific. is superb i mean it's it again fenster is he was just i don't, I don't even know what he was supposed to be playing he was i don't know if he was like supposed to be i i, I just don't know it's just he didn't speak clear he mumbled a <laughs> yes, lot i do remember that part. I, I, I did, spoiler alert they're in a lineup they get called in you know they're sitting in a lineup and one of the things he's sitting there and he's just saying He's re- re- repeating the line. They have them in a, you know, they're standing there in a in a police lineup, and it's him and four other guys, and he's just saying it. And you, do yourself a favor if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But that, I mean, that that I'm gonna have to watch it again. I've so, seen it. It's oh, been a very long time since oh, I've seen it. Matt, very very long watch. time. And the, the the funniest thing about that was when he when when Benicio del Toro reads his line. It's probably one of his first movies. Ever. It's it's pr- one of the first big movies he's ever done. Clearly, he's very young in it, and. He does the line, like I said, he speaks kind of like broken English, like not really, and uh, he reads it, and the guy is like, in English, please, and he just says the thing over, and then when he says that, I saw this in old school, for all you young people out there, you're not going to know what I'm talking about, but director's cut DVDs, like, you know, they like, they talk it over, <laughs> they were saying how, There's nobody young listening to this No, 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 well, you never know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But they, when he was reading, when he did that, he he actually was reading it, and the entire like the four guy, the other four guys in it, actually lost their shit and started to laugh, and they decided to keep that in. Like they were genuinely laughing at it, like they weren't supposed to be laughing. It was supposed to be all serious, all business. And he reads the line, and the other four guys start losing their shit and start laughing, and like that, like I said, DVD. It was pre Blu-ray. You could probably find it on YouTube if you look. Yeah, you you youngins, if you're actually listening to two old men in the garage. Character, his name was Fenster. In the usual suspects, I would love to sit down with him, just like I said, because he was. But you want to understand a word he said. I, that would be the best part about it. I, I would just smile, <laughs> nod, and giggle, and just, just, yeah. You know, All right, so that's, the... <laughs> that's, that's how awesome. I would do with him. Yeah, he, like I said, he. I'll put him up there right now as my favorite character in any movie I've ever seen, hands down. Wow, that's yeah. a bold statement. Yeah, for me, okay. my All personal right. opinion. No, I'm not, no, I'm not, I, I'm I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like your conviction. Yeah, and my mm. my. Fictional, well, when I say fictional, he's fictional too. The cartoon would be Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Just love this. I just want to sit down with him and just rub his belly, you know, tickle his armpits, just you know, get silly with Peter. Oh yeah, Lois. So I, I know that's ridiculous, and people are probably like, "What the fuck is wrong with these guys?" Uh, no, I, yeah. I, uh, I am a big Peter Griffin fan. Oh, who's not? If you're not, I can't like you. Family Guy is probably one of the funniest shows I've no, ever seen. Ever. The, the the level that they take it. Seth MacFarlane is one of the most talented Brilliant. guys I've ever seen, Brilliant. and 
that show just really pushes everybody's buttons. I mean, there's... <laughs> He's, uh, I mean, they've done things that have aggravated me. I didn't like, I didn't think was, but it's, but it's fun. But you take it and yeah, you're like, all right, I can live with it yeah, because it's yeah, so yeah. goddamn good. I love it. I love Family Guy. Yeah. I love it. I, 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 sometimes I go back and I watch the very beginning episodes, like the way the animation changed and everything else, but the story, oh, and they're so yeah, true to, to themselves. Yeah. And Stewie and, and Brian is, I love Brian. Yeah. I love Brian. I, mean, I love like, that show. There's not a bad character on the show. There's no. not a bad character on the no. show. There's, Every- uh, it's just, there's always something like, Every episode, you're like, I can't believe. Yeah, I can't believe they got away with they that. They said that. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe he actually said yeah. that. Um, and there's so many you could mention that would offend people, and I, oh, yeah. that's what I love about. It. I wouldn't even let my kids watch it. I really, I, I'm no, really. I, I, my kids can't watch it. No, that. no and they right. want they want so badly because it's a cartoon. It looks so yeah, lovable, it looks, but it's yeah, like, no, they can't watch. Oh that. boy, it's it really covers some tough stuff. The, yeah, that that's what I always that and my and the office like when I'm sitting there laying in bed trying to they're always on whatever the two channels are. They're like three or four channels away. The, from the each office other. with Steve Carell. Yeah, I can't get into it. Really, I try, oh, I try, I, I try, it. I try. I hate that the, the fourth wall breaking, looking at oh, the camera. I I, Did you ever see the one with the the, the British one with with Gervais? No, and I, I actually probably watched that first. So I watched the the US one, and then went back and and then saw the. How's the one? The I, one? I see. I I love Ricky Gervais. I think he's I, I he's think one he's of my hilarious. favorites of all time. And he, I it, it's so ridiculous and over the top. And again, I saw the one with Steve Carell first, and then you see. Go back and watch it. It's I'm not. It's it, it's like a quarter of the seasons that the. I, I want to say it was three or four seasons, maybe the okay. British one. It's great. If you if you, and I like British humor. I love British shows. Yeah, it's very dry. It's it's not as fourth y but you know. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I I try to get into it and and just Steve Carell and I love him. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I don't like. It. I've tried to watch. Really? It. I'm going to try again. I want to try again from the beginning because I, I I think the guy Dwayne is hilarious. Oh, Dwight, 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 Dwayne, 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 so let's agree you'll watch The Office. You'll give it a yes, shot. Yes, All right. Try, try the. I'm going to try. Try the U.S. one, or if you want, the Brit one is... I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan, so maybe I'll try, try that. Because I, I, I had a hard time swallowing, uh, yeah, yeah. swallowing a pill with uh, with the other one. I, yeah. I don't know. I just I didn't like it. Do that and then try to go to the other one. All right. So, so who, do you, yeah, who do you got? Now? All right. So I got two, like you did. I got a human and I got a, a cartoon character. So my human, which I thought would be a great idea, would be Ferris Bueller, right? So, <laughs> not Ferris Bueller when he was a kid, because I don't know if I can relate to the 18-year-old kid anymore, 17-year-old kid anymore, but now Ferris Bueller now. Like, what would have happened if, he, you know, did, did he become a fry cook on Venus? Did, did, yeah. Is he still friends with Cameron? Did he marry Sloane? Did he become, like, a guy, like, with a fucking dad bod, and he drives a minivan, and he Definitely. just gave up on life, and, like, all his inspirational Beatle quotes from John Lennon are just like, yeah, yeah. meh. You know, like the yeah. fucking, he just, he like, he graduated high school and, and he went to college and he stuck his dick in everything that would move. And <laughs> is then. He's still making phony phone calls to Ed Rooney. Right. I mean, shit. is he still like, is, like, are him and Ed Rooney friends now? Like, do they, do they, Rooney. Do, <clears throat> you made me make a phone call. <laughs> Rooney. You hit me. And that, that I didn't goes, hit you. I lightly I, tapped you. You hit me. So that, that's my that's in my top ten all time too. So that is my top yeah, that is my top yeah. movie because I watched. So I was a little. I'll never forget this. We had just moved to Staten Island. I was kind of new to be living here, and we went to. Uh, and this used to be. I'm gonna fucking date myself, man. So in Pathmark, 
in the Pathmark, there was a video rental place. It was like not even Blockbuster at that point. You can go in and rent and, and get movies. And I went in with my mom. I went food shopping when I was a little kid. I was about 9 or 10 years old. And I said, I want to see this movie. I don't know what it's about. And my mom let me rent it. And I watched it and I was like, just bells went off, yeah, halos, yeah. Oh, angels. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh my God, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. And I still felt that way. My whole, I, It's my absolute favorite. I will watch it every single time oh, it's on. It's my, one of my favorite time. movies. So, uh, and I've always loved him. And I always wanted to be that free spirit, that guy that could be cool like that. You know, that could be just not give a shit about anything. Sure. I, I was more of the Cameron in life, I'll have to admit. Yeah. Um, took me a long time to not be Cameron. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, so 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 that was one of my guys. Like, I want to sit down with him now. Like, yes. I want to know he's like a middle aged dude like us, and like, I love he's just fucking hanging out, yeah, yeah, or yeah. is he still like an awesomely cool guy and whatever? Or I feel like his kids got, think he's a dick. Like, still, you know, I feel like he still kind of has to be somewhat awesome, but I think he's had to level off a little bit, right? I don't know. I don't know. So that that would that would be my guy. So then I was like, hey, you know, I got to think of a character. Like, I want to think of yeah. a cartoon character. And I was trying to go through my head. So I actually, I'm actually going to throw another one in there. But I'm going to start with this one. So Bugs Bunny, mm. right? Bugs Bunny is one of my all-time favorite characters, right? He's just such a snarky, smart-ass. Always Love comes him, out man. on top. The one when he fucking fights the bull. And he slaps the bull in the face. And he stops steaming yeah. my tail. And he slaps the bull in the mouth. Like... That's probably one of the funniest things yeah. I've seen in my fucking life. That one and another one, which you, those of you at home who are watching this, uh, Hair to Hair, uh, when he goes to Yosemite Sam's castle and Yosemite Sam loses money every time he curses or gets angry and mm-hmm. he's playing the piano and he gets all, and uh, and he goes up and he starts banging the drum and he's a one-man band in the hallway and he opens the door and you know, somebody Sam is cursing and yelling and he says, do you like it? I like it, I like it! <laughs> and then he loses his mind and he starts screaming at him. I just... Bugs, I mean, Bugs is, he's, he's, one, he's, he's up there with like a Mickey. Yes, he's but like here's, Mickey. here's my thing. Like, so I would ask him, Bugs, like, we could sit down and he could have a regular conversation. He could have carrots if he likes to eat, right? And I don't know if he's a drinker or not, maybe. He probably likes his scotch neat. But... You know, why does everyone want to kill you? Like, why do they always find your fucking rabbit hole? Like, Elmer Fudd is in the woods. There's not another right. rabbit that doesn't talk that he can't find right. and he can blast. Like, why is it always you? Like, why are you such a dick? Why is it you? And then I want to know if Elmer Fudd or Yosemite Sam were hanging out in a bar and you walked into that bar, could you just sit down as Bugs Bunny and just be like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, it's after work. Like, did that's you ever, Wait, did you ever see yeah. the one when... Um, when it's the, uh, the, the rooster and the dog, uh, what is that, Foghorn Leghorn and the dog, and they have to clock said, in when he's a sheepdog, and they have to clock in, and that's when they start fighting each other. At the end of the day, they no, clock out. You never saw that one? You didn't watch enough cartoons as a kid. Um, so anyway, like, is, would they be able to just chill and be hang out and just be and just be friends? Like, could they just be okay? Like, could him and Elmer Fudd just be okay? Right, just, yeah. Like, why does he always want to kill him, right? I mean, I think Daffy Duck's the agitator in that one, but I, I want to know that. <laughs> this is fucking totally bizarre, right? People are like, what has gone on on this show? My <laughs> other, much, my other, my other question is, did you enjoy when you dressed up like the girl, Bonnie? Did you like kissing Elmer Fudd when you were the girl, Bunny? I just want to know. You know, not judging. I just I want to know because you did it a lot. You did it a lot. He did I know Wayne's lot. World covered this, and, and, he did and, and Garth lot. wanted to know if Wayne thought it was hot when Bugs Bunny dressed up like the girl, Bunny. I'm not. I don't. I'm not really questioning if I thought it was hot or not. I'm just. Did, did you like dressing did up he, like a girl, yeah. Bunny? Well, like you said, it, it happened. It's not like it happened once. No, it was a couple of times. Yeah. And one of my favorites is when they do the opera. When they do the, yeah. like, the yeah, Von yeah, Wagner yeah. opera, I think that one. Fun. Um, and I want to know if he hates Mickey Mouse, right? I wonder if he just, like, because no matter what, Mickey Mouse outshines him. Like, Disney just has always been better, hands down, right? You right. just can't even argue. Yeah, yeah. But here, here's another thing I was thinking about when, I, when we were going to do this. I was thinking about Wile E. Coyote. 
right? And what he represents, the right? Best. He's my fucking favorite. Yeah. Like, but here's the thing about Me, Wiley. Like, if you could, if I can hang out with him, I'd be like, dude, come on, bro. What? what? You're better than that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, what, that Roadrunner's yeah. got no meat on him. None. You, there's so many other things you could eat. Yeah. You've been doing this for years. And yeah. why do you keep going back to Acme and buying from them? Like, right. what's their return policy? Yeah. You get fucking smashed Obviously every none. time yeah. you use one of their things. You're taking a cannonball to the balls or you're falling off a cliff. Like, when do you pick a new company? No? I'm just I'm just saying. Like, if I could sit down with these guys and, yeah. and actually pick their brains. It's about, they were, it's about time to, to maybe, maybe... We're going in different directions. Well, you know? I mean, they have... Uber Eats now, so he could probably get food from anywhere to the desert. Yeah, but right? now at this point, it's principle, it's payback. Right? Well, gotta... but, but I think what I admire about him is the determination. Yeah, of course. Right? I mean, yeah. but it's his confidence. But he, so as a little I kid, you're like, confidence. well, he keeps trying, and then maybe you're like, oh, he's stupid. But as an adult, I'm like, you're working way too fucking hard for yeah. a skinny chicken. You can go to Costco and get two chickens for ten bucks. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't. I don't why, why are you still doing it? Why are you still doing it? And I why do you still keep going to act? Like at one point, you say like, you got to grow up, guy. Stop going after the roadrunner. I think he's a man of principle, honestly. I think he's I think he's a genius. He's wily coyote boy genius. Boy genius. But those are, those are my guys. So okay. so I, I think this was a great episode. I yeah, think I think I, I had it. a lot of fun with this. I think we I covered a, a lot of ground. We went all over the map. All over. We covered a lot of movies. I think I think we're gonna have a movie episode. We're gonna yes. have to have a movie episode. We're so, gonna we're gonna have to think about that. We're gonna have to work on the early on, premise. Early on when COVID came. Something floated around where it was like, you know, like the uh, March Man. Speaking of March Madness, we're in today's March 1st. Right. Um, March Madness, you know, like the, the brackets, how they have the brackets, yes. and it's like the whatever it is, the, the NCAA basketball thing. Someone threw one out there. It was movies. And it was like 80s movies. Ooh. Or like comedies, whatever. Ooh. I have to get my hands on it, a blank copy, and we'll both do a bracket and it was like and you know it would be like the round of 16 it would be like 1 to 16 1 to 16 you know and it would have like and the seeds or whatever however, however they seeded them it doesn't it there was no I think it was just picked out of a hat right but you literally had to go down and be like alright 1 verse 6 you know 1 verse 16 2 verse 15 and you would go down wow and we're gonna have to set up parameters for that like 1980 to 1989 no it was like they, they set it up it was it was done like it was it was predetermined Are 80s movies I got I got to check to see what it actually was. It was mm. like it was like comedy movie. Maybe it was like comedy. Maybe that was it. Maybe it was comedy. Um and a bunch yeah. of different genres. If you but, bring up Ghost, I'm going to slap you. I'm just saying. No, not right. Ghost. Right. No, no, no. But it was like I I'll have to find that. You know, we're, we're going to put a, a placeholder in this. I'm going to go do my homework. Yes. I'm going to find that and we're both going to get it and we'll read through both of our brackets and see where we where we wind up on that's that. A, that's a, a good great, one. That's yeah, a, good it's a great one. one. I think that's a common denominator for, for people that would listen to this podcast, all six of them. Definitely. Because they, they watch movies in the 80s. Definitely. So, I, I don't know if it's 80s specific, but it was definitely I think comedy. we should keep it in 80s. I think okay. we should keep it 80s comedies would be good. So we, you, you have, have to start watching Star Wars. I don't know if we have 64 comedies. Over. I don't know. I think we could. I think you can come up with a lot. I, I, I think you'd be surprised like how said, many movies We're not pick Like, we don't have to make it. It's already done. They already had it And we would just have to go... Well, the only thing that's in there is the 64 team, the 64 teams, the 64 movies. Right. And then you go each thing and you'd be like, all right, you go from 64, you break down to 32, 32 down to 16, 16 right. down to 8, right. 8 to 4, 4 to 2. And then you're like, boom, this is my favorite of the 
Let's do it. Let's do it. So, you have some homework to do. Yes. You got to watch Star Wars eventually. I'm going to do it with the boys. I'm not going to say it's definitely not going to be my next No, no. I wouldn't assume that you could watch all those movies in that amount of time considering that hockey uh, tryouts are coming up. Yeah, Um, pre-skates, tryouts. Pre-skates, yeah. Uh, Playoffs and whatnot. Um, So, all right, that's our homework. I'm going to try to watch The Office. I'm going to try to sneak it in a little bit. Maybe uh, maybe I'll get a couple episodes in. I'm going to try the the British one. Try to do your I like all things British. Yeah. Um... All right, so uh, so we we had dinner and drinks with our uh, with our uh, dead celebrity, our alive celebrity, and our fictional character. Uh, I think we learned something. I think the audience might have learned something. Um, I think you have drained a nice holiday pour of Clyde Mays. I did, yeah. Has your opinion changed a bit? Has it changed on your list? Because now you've tried. So so is it is it better than a very good, or is it still just a very good? It's a. Again, I'm giving it. I would have given it like a four plus. I said, like okay. just to keep it to, like instead of like I don't have a a four point seven five. Yeah, like I, I can't sit there. Okay. If I'm gonna pick one out of my ass, I'll sit there and be like, like I, I just said it. Like when I said it earlier, I said I'm gonna stick it to like whole numbers. Right, stack the four. It's not quite a five, but it's not a four. It's definitely somewhere in the mix. I would give it like a four point four point four. Uh-huh. Out of five. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I'd give it like a 4.4 okay. 4 out of 5. All right. Now, people are probably like, why do you got to be an asshole? Why can't you just say 4.5? I'm just going to be an asshole and make it a 4.4. <laughs> <laughs> and make it, my, make it my own. You know why? Because we're two chimps in a garage. That's it. <laughs> we're two chimps on the Davenport. We're two chimps in a garage. We're in a garage. And, and this is, I, I look forward to this every week. No it's amazing. Heat. We're going to have to get an AC unit here my, for my, the summer. My feet might be numb. I'm not going to lie. Are you really cold? Yeah, no, my feet. You should tell me. I, 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 I have you. This is this is what makes it this is what makes it what it is. We're the two average chimps sitting in a garage. We just we, we just talked for an hour and eleven minutes about nothing. Well, I'll say nothing. Well, we didn't solve any world problems. Well, we're not here to. <laughs> no, never my intention. Yeah, right, never never my intention. I have to be responsible in every other aspect of my life. Right, this is this, this is my favorite time of the week where we get to talk about goofy shit that goofy our wives shit. will just roll their eyes and single They're women would walk the other way. <laughs> <laughs> two fucking idiots. That's two exactly idiots. me. Two idiots. Well, you're one of my favorite idiots. You too. So, Mike, it was another great week. Great one. Great episode. Go in the books. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Take care, folks. Good night.